Hi, welcome to this week's Tech Interviews. This is the second and final part of my wider look at the data availability market with some of the interviews I recorded at the recent Veeamon event. Uh, so this week I'm joined by a couple of vendors as well as Andrew Smith, an analyst from IDC, to look at the some of the wider issues, to look at uh, how we gain more value from our data backup sets, uh, how the viewer data availability is changing in the market as well as businesses, and why availability and data protection really needs to be a core part of your overall business decisions. Uh, so first up, we look at how to gain more value and, and insights from the data backup sets we keep. As I'm joined by Dave Stevens of Data Gravity. I, uh, uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity to talk to you. What we do today, we've announced this week, is the ability to look inside your Veeam backups. We can analyze all the data inside your Veeam backups, show you where your sensitive data lives, and we're doing that by giving you the ability to define what is sensitive to you. You do that through a tag mechanism in our product. You then apply that to your virtual machines or your virtual machine backups in this case. And then we crawl through those Veeam backups and we show you where all your sensitive data lives, who's been accessing that data. Uh, we refer to this typically as uh, answering the five W's, the who, what, where, when, which then gets you to uh, maybe answer the why about why, why something was happening inside your environment. So this is something that we're, we're seeing a lot of, uh, particularly in the UK and across the EU, you, you know, this idea of understanding a little bit more about our data. And I think one of the things that's interesting, um, there's something mentioned from stage today about one of the problems with data protection, data backups, is that they have no value. You know, they're just lots of things that people store. Um, and Veeam talked about yesterday the idea of finding a little more value in those backup data sets, maybe being able to analyze them and find out stuff about them. Um, and, and that's kind of the area you're working in, isn't it? It's this idea of being able to not just have this data that sits there flat, but to be able to tell, to be able to find out useful, insightful information about them. That, that's kind of where you guys play in? No, that's exactly right. You know, people are backing up data inside their virtual infrastructure every day. And some people may know what's in their backups, but most folks don't know what's in their backups because the IT guys are, are just doing their job, which is to back up that data. So what we do is we, we basically crack that, that data set open and we shine a light and give you insights into what's inside your backups today. So what kind of things can you show us then? I, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier on, but uh, you know, so, so kind of for the listener, um, what kind of things can you find out? You know, what, kind of, uh, what kind of insights are, maybe if I spin this around actually, what kind of insights are people asking for and what kind of things can you tell them? Yeah, most, most folks, at least in the United States, are looking for things such as credit card number or social security numbers or, or whatever sensitive to them. We give them the ability to define that. But more importantly, when we do uh, proof of concepts to talk to customers, we just look for social security numbers and credit card numbers. And most folks are, are, are just surprised, frankly, when we do a proof of concept, we look at one, of the, one or two of their virtual machines, and next thing you know, there are, are social security numbers and credit card numbers just popping up on the screen on, on what data they have. They're, they know they have it, they just have no idea where it is. And that's one of the areas where Data Gravity can come in and help them to show them exactly where that sensitive data lives so that they can make sure that they're, they're meeting their security and compliance and regulations in their organization. So one of the uh, examples you showed me earlier on, uh, which, which was particularly interesting for a kind of a European audience, was uh, this ability to be able to find data in backup sets. Because I think one of the things that uh, we often see is, of course, that we take backups, we put them in some kind of data repository, and then they become locked away and we, we can never find things easily again. You know, we might be able to find a file name, but it doesn't necessarily mean we can find appropriate content. That's the kind of stuff you guys are, are enabling people to do, yeah? Yeah, that's exactly right. So this is a great partnership that we have with Veeam where Veeam gives you the ability to search for individual files, but they can only do it at a file level. We 
collect all this rich metadata about what's in your backups, and we can do not only files or file paths, we can do the content inside your files. This is where, this is where we come in and find your credit card numbers or your social security numbers, or do we want to know if, if Eleanor has been touching a file inside your virtual machine that she shouldn't be touching? Or do we want to do a keyword search? We can not only do this at a single VMware or a VM level, but we can do this across all of your VMs and your VM backups that you ask us to analyze. So, uh, and for us, again, that's, that's one of those things for things like the right to be forgotten. That's a really useful capability. Um, and I assume it's something you could use for that. Oh, definitely. So the right to be forgotten says I want to want to have all my information ex expunged or removed uh, but if you don't know where it is there's no way to remove it so frankly our product can help you shine a light on where that data lives inside your backups as well as in your your, your running VMs and then we can help you understand what that data is where it lives so that now then you can take the actions to go and clean that up. One of the other things you show me, and I think is a, a really smart uh, and pretty unique feature, I think, was this um, ability that you guys have with Veeam to be able to trigger a backup job or a restore job based on a set of, uh, set of actions, a set of uh, things that have happened. So can you give us a little bit of background on that? Yeah, so that's not so, not so much interesting for backups because backups are usually happening after the fact or when something has happened inside your virtual machine. So you have something to come back to. But for live running virtual machines, we install a, a small agent, if you want to refer to it that way, that is looking at all the reads and write operations that happen inside your virtual machines. And when we see a malicious activity happen or certain content like credit card number show outside of an area it doesn't belong, we can then take an action. And one of those actions would be to either take a, a, a VMware snapshot or a storage-based snapshot or actually go tell Veeam to go take a backup. So that now when that malicious activity happens, we can give you laser or surgical precision ac access to go in and find just the files that were affected by that malicious activity, such as ransomware. Yeah, and I think that idea that you can do that whole piece there that says, actually, I'm seeing malicious activity, go and do something about it, protect it, I think it's really, really powerful. And then that ability to be able to also look back in a data set and say, I can find the last file that hasn't been affected by that. Or as you, you explained to me earlier on, the idea that if I'm going to recover a load of files, spot the ones that are still infected in my backups and stop them coming back. That's right, yeah. So, you know, one of the nice things is a lot of uh, the ransomware guys are becoming much more adept at infecting your environment. So they may actually install the ransomware, but they may not launch the attack right away. So it may be sitting in there and you could be backing up ransomware and not even knowing it's going on. So a lot of the AV vendors and other folks are creating hashes for these, these executables, these ransomware executables. And if you have that hash, you can actually punch that into our system. We'll do a search for that hash. And we can actually show you where that lives inside your backup. So that now, as you mentioned earlier, you don't restore the, the ransomware executable. You just bring back the files that were affected by the ransomware. So I think it's kind of, you know, insight into uh, you, you kind of your backups, you know, something that normally maybe just sits there that we never use. Uh, I think it's got some real real value. Um, so if people want to find out a little bit more about what Data Gravity do, the interaction with Veeam, the, the partnership with Veeam, um, what's a good place to go and do that? You know, the best place is just to go to our website at www.datagravity.com. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of videos out there that give you a quick high-level overview of how Data Gravity works. Uh, they're no more than six minutes at a, at a spot. And I think there's probably about four or five of them on the website, right on the product page. You'll look for Data Gravity for availability. And if you have any questions, you know, hit up uh, the support link or the, the sales link on the website and reach out to us. 
And uh, if people want to stalk you online, is that something they can do? Can they find you on the Twitters or somewhere similar? They can find me on the Twitters. I'm at PSU Stevens, and that's uh, Stevens with a V, not PH. Uh, and, uh, and I do some blogging on our, our corporate website. Cool. Dave, thanks very much. Really appreciate your time and uh, enjoy the rest of the show and uh, maybe enjoy the Veeam party tonight. Thank you very much. It was great talking to you. Next up, I'm joined by Mike Beaver of HI Vendor Pivot3. As we look at the importance of building intelligence into your infrastructure as part of your data availability strategy. Yeah, I'm here at the Vmon conference, uh, just catching up uh, with one of the other vendors that um, have, have been really interesting while I've been here. You know, I've had a, had a couple of chats about uh, their take on the, the data protection market and some of the business challenges that they're seeing. So, uh, so we're going to delve into that a little bit. I'm joined by uh, Mike Beaver of Pivot3. Thanks, Paul. Great to be here. How are you? Well, how's the show been? Show's been great. Veeam's a core partner for Pivot3. We love hanging out with these guys, and you know as well as I do, they throw the best parties in the industry. <laughs> so we'll be finding that out later uh, for the, the big Veeam, uh, Veeam on closing party. Uh, so well, before we get into the technology a little bit, do you want to introduce yourself, uh, your company, a little bit about what you guys do? Sure. Pivot3 is one of the leading HCI vendors, so hyper-converged vendors in the market. Uh, I sit in the technical marketing team and uh, responsible for some of the alliances, responsible for reference architectures, white papers, and most importantly, the Veeam relationship. So the, um, so the Veeam relationship, we, we, you know, we're, we're going to dig into that a little bit because um, we're just having a, a chat before uh, before we started recording about some of the things that we've heard while I've been here. So some of the Veeam strategic moves around talking about availability rather than talking about backup and replication. Um, so do, maybe start there. Does that, uh, from your customers, your experience in the industry, does that, um, is that kind of thing something that resonates? Is that a kind of conversation people are having? Are businesses starting to talk more about availability? Absolutely. Um, I mean, digital transformation has been a key not only for the analysts, uh, but for all the vendors in the industry, particularly the virtualization industry in the data center world. So the move to an always on business, the move to um, 24-7 demand and business agility as well, means that not only does the infrastructure have to be available, but the data has to be available. So availability is really a key. It's not just about backup anymore. It's not just about recovery. It is about always on availability. Yeah, and I th- that's something I heard from stage today, actually, I th- and I thought was quite interesting, this shift from worrying overly about infrastructure and actually it's all about the application. Give me my application, give me my access to the data. I mean, again, is that the kind of thing you're hearing? Yeah, absolutely. It's half the story, though. You have a wonderful opportunity to make infrastructure invisible, but the infrastructure still has to be intelligent. So with data management, data availability, there has to be intelligence in the infrastructure because the infrastructure quite simply has to understand the impact of that data and of the data intelligence. And it also has to understand the business requirements for availability. If you have infrastructure that doesn't get that, then you can make some really bad decisions and you actually end up causing more harm than good. So, yeah, that, that, that's great, isn't it? You, you design a, uh, a data protection solution that causes more harm than good. Um, that's that, that's all the thing we all aspire to, I'm sure. Um, so, we, we, well, you, t- you touched on kind of Veeam being a, a real big partner for you guys. So, so what is it that, uh, well, maybe two ways around here, actually. What is it that Veeam are enabling you to do? And maybe vice versa, you know, what are the kind of things that you're, you know, in this is kind of grander Veeam strategy, what are the kind of things that you are maybe helping them to do? Yeah, so to answer first, Veeam have a wonderful uh, set of customers. There's 
they, they grow thousands upon thousands of customers every year. And Veeam really enable us to get deeper into the data center and allow us to actually to focus on use case problems and, and business application problems and business problems rather than having to worry about a, an infrastructure sale. As you, as you just said, people are caring less and less about infrastructure. Uh, they're caring more and more about applications and availability. So really the combination of Pivot3 and Veeam works both ways. Pivot3's architecture and industry-leading, HCI-leading architecture helps the infrastructure availability. We maintain that always on infrastructure so that you can run your applications to get application infrastructure. Uh, where we're really having success with uh, Veeam is in two places. One is in the multiple distributed robo, so remote office, branch office solutions. And the second is actually working with their service providers. So giving a highly efficient, highly available, and also service-led um, opportunity for them to work with their customers and provide availability as a service to their customers. So moving away from the uh, first generation disaster recovery as a service or backup as a service. So genuinely taking availability and making it into a service. So one of the things I always like to to ask when we, uh, you know, whenever I chat with a vendor or come to an event like this is, is to maybe look at the the, at the problems you solve from a, an IT business, you know, from an organization's point of view, you know. So been lots of conversation here as about the availability we've just touched on this idea that people want their applications so you know they need uh, to, to pinch a veemism while we've been here they need their digital life to be always on um you know rice smiles everywhere but you know but i think there's there's something in that i think the idea that this stuff is that, that we need this stuff as an organization to help our employees to make sure our customers uh, have always got access to things so so the approach that you guys have with veem you know what, what are the what are the kind of main problems that you're solving you know what, what are people asking you to solve what, what do you solve better than maybe anybody else does um really on the uh the remote office branch office side we simplify the infrastructure and we create a greater availability domain to coin a new phrase you've heard it here first uh, availability domain so you can almost create a veeam appliance using pivot 3 we can run all of the veeam components uh, distinct and discrete within the uh, veeam infrastructure it's a modular infrastructure and it acts as a primary uh, backup target on that remote site it's all managed from the core it also runs all of the Veeam advanced components that you might want to use. So instant recovery, sure backup, the virtual labs, all of those things can be run within that singular Pivot3 uh, infrastructure. Now, what that does is offloads from the production environment, but also goes a stage further. Because I have uh, compute and memory available and also some uh, high performing storage, I can actually provide greater availability by using that appliance as an instant recovery target should there be a host problem i've actually got enough capacity on that on that node to bring up those virtual machines and keep the business available so it sounds like what you're saying there it sounds like a, a simple a simplification message you know you're taking something that could be complex although you know i think for for lots of people who use veeam and, and from what we've seen with our customers that that veeam's interface is relatively straightforward but that whole thing tying it all together you know is a can be complex so i mean is that fair it's a kind of a, a, a real simplification of that for customers oh, absolutely you look at um, some of our multi-site customers we actually take their deployment times down because they can pre-configure everything in-house ship out a box rack stack cable power it on and 
they're good to go. And by managing it all centrally and by having highly available and uh, fault-tolerant hardware out on, on the remote sites, they're not having to travel as much, they're not having to troubleshoot as much, or um, they don't have to firefight and scramble as quickly because they know that even if they have a drive fail, they've still got three, four, five other drives that they can lose before they really start to suffer uh, in, in service. So that simplification message is absolutely true. It really does come down to size it for the right size for the uh, robo get it in ship it out and bring everything back into the core that's great i mean thanks for that and um you know as, as uh, the vmon party approaches uh, we probably need to get out of here uh, before we get thrown out but um uh, just for anybody who's kind of uh, interested in what you've covered there um where, where's a good place to well two things want to stalk you online should they have tricky questions they'd like to ask um but also where's a good place to find out about the relationship that pivot three and, and veeam have and, and the kind of solutions you've got yep so uh, if you guys want to stalk me online you can find me on linkedin or you can find me on twitter at mike beaver b W-E-V-O-R. Um, I, I spend an awful lot of time there, probably far more than I should. Um, the other good place to go is the Pivot3 website, www.pivot3.com. We've just uh, created a new HCI zone. Uh, so all things HCI, uh, it talks about uh, use cases for HCI, our partnership and our relationship with, uh, with Veeam, and also a lot of thought leadership pieces as well. So it's not just uh, flat out we're trying to t- sell you something. We're going to do some educating as well and uh, help you understand all the things you can do with Pivot3. Well, that sounds like some content I'll need to check out. I can always do with an extra bit of thought leadership. So, um, But anyway, uh, Mike, look, really appreciate your time. Thanks for that and uh, enjoy the party this evening. Paul, thanks for having me on and uh, let's go get, have a couple of drinks. Sounds good. And finally, I'm joined by analyst Andrew Smith of IDC as we look at the wider data availability market, how it continues to change and interestingly, what we can expect next from our data availability vendors. One of the nice things about coming to shows like the Vmon events I'm at, at the moment is that uh, it's always good to meet people with a different take on the IT industry. Um, you know, maybe sometimes they can be journalists or, or maybe analysts. Um, and, it, and it's always useful to get a, a kind of an external view to either validate some of the things that we hear with conferences like this or just to put a fresh perspective on, on some of the things that we, we look at as, as people who are kind of day-to-day engrossed in, in IT. So I managed to grab some time with uh, with such one of those such people um, and uh, I managed to grab some time with Andrew Smith from IDC. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Paul. Thanks. Uh, thanks for talking to me today. And yeah, it's uh, obviously we come to the events to to talk about um, the market, to talk to the executives, and uh, and to talk to customers and partners, and kind of get the full perspective on on what what Veeam's doing. Um, so it's been a good conference so far. Um, and I think we've we've kind of touched on a few topics. But um, at IDC, I cover our storage software. Uh, research area, which is six functional markets, for everything from archiving to, to DR and backup. Um, so that's kind of why I'm here. That's why I cover the market, and um, and that's me. <laughs> so not only do you do that, you also educate British people about UK sport, uh, US sport while they're here. Yeah, we we we've had a debate about what football is and what it isn't, um, haven't we? Yeah, they've been heavy on the uh, football and baseball uh, and metaphors this week. So yeah, you're kind of if you're from the UK and you're not interested, you're you're a little out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, Andrew also knows what real football is: uh, the game played with feet rather than hands. Um, so um, so, so I, I thought. Well, might be interesting 
maybe, maybe not to focus particularly on Veeam, um, but maybe a take on, you say, you know, you kind of look at the, the storage and, and protection market as a whole. But so, so what's, what's the current view of that? You know, how do IDC currently see that market? You know, what are the, what are the trends that are, are affecting how businesses is looking at storage, date protection, etc.? So you're in luck because we just finished our 2016 market share and market forecast numbers and now we're kind of throwing, we take all those numbers and throw them into a report and we, you know, we do who's leading, who's lagging and, and then what the market's doing in general, um, what are the major trends. So <clears throat> overall, you know, looking out to kind of 2020 and beyond, we're forecasting that the, the market is, the data protection market's still growing and it's growing well for for um, kind of the storage software and storage in general, that, that market, it's kind of outpacing over the, the overall growth of the larger market, but it's slowing, you know, so it's kind of uh, high double digit growth. And then we think over time, it'll be slowing to a lower double digit growth. And really there's, there's a host of factors driving that. Um, and a lot of it has to do with just kind of the, the, I think the normalization of the market, right? There's there's only so far that um, a lot of these solutions can be sold into into customer environments before it becomes um, before you reach a, a point of feature parity, and then it's about differentiating with you know what kind of analytics can you add, what kind of integrations can you add, whether it's with a cloud provider, um, and that's certainly what Veeam is kind of has been pushing very heavily this week. I couldn't agree more with that. Actually, one of the things that brought me to this event was was actually that you know the idea that and you, and you see this across all of the the data industry, if you like, that feature parity comes about really quickly. And whether you're a storage vendor or, or whatever, and one of the things that attracted me to this event was actually Veeam as a, a backup company. You know, ultimately, you know, how 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 do you remain relevant in in kind of the way uh, that the market develops? And as you say, things like security and analytics play a part in that. So we've heard Veeam talk an awful lot um, over the. Uh, <laughs> over these last couple of days about refocusing themselves as an availability company. Um, I mean, is that something that you're seeing in the market? You know, is that how people are looking at this? I think we heard something this morning, didn't we, about the view being around applications rather than, than data. I mean, d- does that kind of fit with what IDC is seeing? Yeah, I think, it, I think it does. I think it's a good approach from a practical standpoint and from a marketing standpoint because they don't want to be, you know, the the virtual machine backup company there's that's kind of a, a limit um to, to how far they can go with that so you know the always on availability message it it i think it it resonates with customers because um it's not just kind of a checkbox about backup um it's more about uh focusing on making sure that the, the application is always running the application is the primary you know source of truth and it's what drives value for the customer so if you can tie the backup the 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 more you can tie the backup message to um to the application to to doing business to the things that generate money and matter to the customer um then the better and i think backup vendors haven't done a good job of of that in the past so veeam is is making that shift um slowly but it's uh yeah there's i think we we heard it a couple times today just um to get the message beyond the storage admin, I think the the the, the point around availability matters. Yeah, and I, th- I think I actually made a really good point. Because one of the things that was certainly spoken about, and I, I sat in a session yesterday where they were talking about how to get 
data analytics value and from backup data. Um, so, I mean, just to wrap up here, because um, you're just in the middle of eating your lunch, and I, I uh, <laughs> ran, you know, grabbed you while while you was eating, still had a mouthful of food. Um, what are the kind of things that IDC are seeing as the the next kind of iteration of, of what we expect from um, you know data protection vendors? You know, we've heard lots of things about multi cloud, etc. While we've been here, you know, what are the kind of areas that you expect the market to be focusing on, and the kind of problems that maybe businesses are talking to IDC about so you know what what are people doing about this kind of thing yeah certainly certainly moving to kind of a hybrid multi-cloud model is a, a, a popular topic of discussion with with a lot of our clients and and they care about kind of knowing um, who some of the best providers are and 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 what what will work best in their environment um, but other than that what a lot of the some of the other conversations we have and and what we talk about um, is really kind of elevating the value of, of backup um, and what I focus on a lot are the analytics side right and how you kind of can really monetize backup or not monetize backup but elevate the value of backup solutions um, and there's certain drivers in the market I, I think that when you talk about storage and you think about kind of the the elevating volumes of of data due to analytics like we were i was just talking with one of my colleagues earlier about kind of hadoop data stores right and and the the volume of kind of report data that that's generating um and and how there might be how customers can better secure that data and back it up and and what they need to do and veeam doesn't really do that at the moment you know you they they have the the capabilities to to implement that on a on a technical basis, but you know, looking forward, it's it's I I think it's really about um, solutioning your backup to be um, closer to the to the application in a way that it it can deliver. It can really be a part of that value conversation. So yeah, it's 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 the conversations that that drive are much more kind of at the line of business level um, at the at the. Uh, <clears throat> and away from kind of the just the IT checkbox. So, but clients still need help kind of connecting the dots there. Um, so that's a lot of the the that's where we certainly where we think the market's going and a lot of what we're talking about. That's great, and that, and that you know that kind of I think we're, that's reflecting a lot of the conversations we we have with our customers yeah. as well. So I mean that's fascinating insight. Um, I mean if people want to kind of pick up on some of the stuff, I, I know you might be writing some stuff around around this event. I don't know how publicly available it's going to be, but if people can find stuff that IDC are pushing out there in this in this area, where's a good place to find that? Yeah. And, and is there any way they can um, haunt you online if they're uh, interested in, in some of these other things you're covering? Yeah, um, I'm a terrible uh, social media user, so. Um, I Twitter's not great, but you know, IDC.com is where to go. There's analyst profiles there, so you can just look up uh, Andrew Smith and be able to get my contact info. I'm not sure exactly what is and isn't behind our paywall in terms of reports, but we'll be putting out um, we'll be putting out kind of an event overview summary, and that'll touch on you know not only what Veeam's talked about this week, but just the 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 trends in general and and kind of how we how we put it all into perspective. Great stuff. Andrew, look, really appreciate your time. And uh, now I'm going to let you get back to your lunch. But uh, well, thanks for that. All right. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed that couple of episodes of Tech Interviews, looking at the wider data availability market. If you want to catch the show notes for this week's episode, then pop over to techstringy.com. Uh, we'll also find all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. 
Next week, we're going all VMware as I'm joined by the uh, hosts of the excellent Virtually Speaking podcast, Pete Fletcher and John Nicholson, to talk all things VMware. So if you want to catch that show, make sure you subscribe. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as all other good homes podcasts. So until next week, thanks for listening. Thank you.